0: You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Natural. I'm Shelley,
1: and I'm Eric, and this is episode fifty-one.
0: Yeah, hello, my gruesome addicts. Thanks for joining us for another episode, and uh, let's get into it. By the way, there's a lot of quotes in this one, so sorry for repeating that a lot. Just a of quote, yeah. unquote. Exactly, I know.
1: Say, <laughs> I'm ready. Yes. No, our fans will be a little disappointed. Me not. Narrating this one. I know. This
0: is true. We got a a lot of good (laughs) feedback on that one. Oh, my God. Okay. Calm down. All right. Kelly Ann Bates was born May eighteenth, nineteen 1978, to Tommy and Margaret Bates in greater Manchester, England. She grew up with two brothers, Andrew and Paul, so she was their only daughter. Fast forward to Kelly being 14 years old. It is now 1993, and she is now in high school doing some babysitting jobs as well as working at a market stall on the weekends. Uh, market stalls, like a farmer's market kind of thing, in case you didn't know. Nice. One day, Kelly was babysitting, and she met a man by the name of James Patterson Smith. Kelly had been babysitting for some friends of his, so that's how she came across him. So after some time, Kelly and James actually began dating, although she kept this a secret from her parents for about two years because she didn't want them to know exactly how old he was.
1: Uh, I've heard this story before. Not this exact story, but other cases.
0: Yeah, we'll see where this goes, though. Kelly's 16 now and makes the decision to tell her mother about her boyfriend, so she approaches her mother and tells her she's been dating a man for two years, and his name is Dave, and he's 32 years old. Mind you, she's 16 at this point. He was, like, 16 years older than her, right, at the, from what she was saying. So, obviously, this worried Margaret, Kelly's mother, because he was so much older than her. Margaret became even more worried when she finally met this quote-unquote Dave She said that the hairs on the back of her neck stood up when she met him because he looked much older than 32 years old.
1: Like pedophile
0: old. Yeah. Kelly did admit that she lied about Dave and that his real name is James. And he was, how old do you think he was? 56. Jesus Christ. No, he was really 45. He's 45 at this time, but (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) When Margaret confronted James about their relationship, he told her they didn't want to tell her because, you know, there was such a big age difference. Something was a little weird to Margaret when she met James, which was at his home, by the way. And she, like, James went to go show her this hole in his, like, floorboard and explained that there had been a gas leak and that was the result of it. So she thought that was like, what? (laughs) While her parents were at his home, they noticed that the whole time Kelly kind of appeared nervous and she was sitting quietly with her head down. So let me give you guys a little bit more information on James's life prior to meeting Kelly. James Patterson Smith, born in 1948, so 30 years before Kelly was even born. At the time he met Kelly, he was unemployed and was known by some acquaintances as quote-unquote well-groomed and house-proud. According to dictionary.com, house-proud means like proud of the appearance, cleanliness, etc. of one's house, sometimes excessively so. He also was a non-smoker and didn't drink. I don't know, I read that, just thought I'd throw it in there. Around 1970, James had married a woman, but after 10 years together, they divorced because he started to physically abuse her.
1: Should have fucking drank and smoked, bud. <laughs> my god. <laughs> In
0: 1980, when they divorced, James met another woman by the name of Tina Watson, who was 20 years old. They were only together for two years because, according to Tina, James, quote, used her as a punch bag, unquote. She said that he would severely beat her even when she was pregnant with their child, Tina said, quote, At first, it was now and again, just a little tap. But in the end, it was every day. He would smack me in the face or hit me over the head with an ashtray. He would kick me in the legs or between the legs, end quote. Damn. I know. This guy's a monster. The last thing that James ever did to her before she was able to leave the relationship was attempting to drown her while she was bathing. Wow. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this absolute piece of garbage gets in another relationship with a 15-year-old, Wendy Motorshead. He, too, abused her, even to the point where he held her head underwater in the kitchen sink, attempting to drown her. But thankfully, she survived and she got the hell away from him. So this is where we come to Kelly. Like I said, she was 14 years old at the time she met James. The two had begun dating for about two years. And at this point, Kelly would always stay at his house. She was, like, always over there. So just, I'm... This is my opinion. I'm assuming Kelly would tell her parents that she was staying like at a friend's house or something because they didn't really know about James until she was 16. So I'm just assuming. But at this point, James had been grooming Kelly and started to physically abuse her as well. Kelly's mom noticed how loving James was to her and would show Margaret how well behaved and concerned he was for her daughter. One time James even called Kelly's parents to discuss some concerns that he had with Kelly's like that she was staying out too long and stuff like that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Things started to get worse when Kelly would go back home after being with James, and her mother would notice how much weight she was losing, as well as bruises and bite marks on her. And she would just you know, make up excuses as to why she had them, saying like it was an accident, mm-hmm. and her mother really didn't do anything about it. On another occasion, she came home with a black eye. She just told her mom that a gang of girls attacked her. It was also at this time that Kelly decided, or probably James, rather, that um, she was going to live with him permanently. Of course, this is, like, infuriating to her parents. They, you know, they couldn't really do anything about it. I thought this was wild, because she's only 16, right? Like, yeah. Like, in, you know, the U.S., you have to be 18 to, yeah. you know, you're considered an adult. But they couldn't do anything about it, because in England, at the age of 16, if Kelly gives consent to living with James, her parents can't do anything about it. Isn't that mm. wild? I just thought that was so crazy. So, I guess, like, even she was trying to get, like, you know, social services, and they they couldn't do anything about it, because she was like, no, I want to live here. Kelly's, Yeah. Kelly's mom said later, quote, I didn't know what to do. She was very strong minded and she wouldn't listen to me. And I was worried that if I fell out with her, it would just push them closer together, unquote. And so I wrote like, I feel like a lot of mothers that have teenage daughters might feel the same way when it comes to these situations, you know, like they don't want to push their daughter away and make them closer. You know, she wants to help. So after graduating high school, she moves in with James at the end of November of 1995 to his home on Furnival Road. Sorry, guys, I couldn't get the whole address. Mm. I only had that. It was located in Gorton, England, which is a little over 9 miles or 14 kilometers away from her parents' home. At this time, Kelly stops really taking care of herself, and then she quit her part-time job. I'm assuming it's the one at the market stall. After not seeing Kelly for about four months at this point, rarely talking to her, you know, her family and stuff like that, um, she starts to become, you know, her parents become very concerned even her brothers April 1996 her mother receives a Mother's Day card from Kelly but it wasn't in her handwriting it was James so she thought that was weird this is when her brothers Andrew and Paul are like we need to see our sister and make sure she's okay right you know so they actually go over to his house and knock on the door James answers but tells them that she isn't home even a neighbor grew concerned for her well being so she actually went over to James's house too and she asked if Kelly was home um and then he kind of like said no, but like she saw her in the window upstairs, so it was like something's shady on yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this is where the real gruesome parts come in. Are you ready to hear all of it? Hey. I know it's seriously horrifying, I can't even imagine what this poor girl went through. It's April 16th, 1996, just a month after her parents received those letters, and the neighbors saw her in the window. James goes to the police station to inform them that he accidentally killed his girlfriend after they were arguing while she was in the bathtub, claiming she inhaled some water and died after he attempted to resuscitate her. Remember that, what he just said. Yeah. James also claimed that Kelly would often pretend to be unconscious. So a couple things here. Just me talking <laughs> um i wonder what it is about this guy in water like he keeps trying to kill all these women with yeah. water you know it's like what the hell so like tina when you know she was almost killed by him because he attempted to drown her and there's wendy when you know he was t- attempting to drown her in the kitchen sink yeah like it's so scary and like maybe she wasn't pretending to be unconscious all those times maybe he like really did something to her and he knocked she her really- the fuck out yeah it's like and then he's just saying that she pretends who pretends to be unconscious yeah like I don't know.
1: Who so, fucking drowns in a bathtub?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he said she inhaled water, and he was trying to, like, recess. That's how she died, accidentally. After receiving this information from James, police go to his home, and once inside, they do find Kelly dead, and she's naked in one of the bedrooms. But there's, like, blood all over the house. So she accidentally dies in the bathtub after inhaling water, but there's her blood all over the house, that makes absolutely no sense. It later came out that Kelly's last month alive, she was kept bound and some, and sometimes tied to the radiator or furniture by her hair. Sometimes he would tie her up to things by her neck with a ligature. This is all horrifying, but to later find out that she had like over 150 separate injuries to her body after the post-mortem examination. Like, so terrified So before I tell you those injuries this is the quote from the pathologist William Lawler after examining her body William said quote "In my career I have examined over 600 victims of homicide but I have never come across injuries so extensive end quote This is extremely gruesome and horrifying So these were some of the injuries found on her body scolding to her buttocks and left leg burns on her thigh caused by the application of a hot iron, a fractured arm, Multiple stab wounds caused by knives, forks, and scissors. Stab wounds inside of her mouth. Crush injuries to both hands. Mutilation of her ears, nose, eyebrows, mouth, lips, and genitalia. Wounds caused by a spade or pruning shears. Both eyes gouged out. Later stab wounds to the empty eye sockets and partial scalping.
1: What the fuck?
0: How? It's just, I can't even comprehend it. It's so terrifying. The pathologist William Lawler concluded that Kelly's eyes had been removed, quote, not less than five days and not more than three weeks before her death, unquote. Kelly was also withheld water for several days, as well as losing 20 kilograms or 44 pounds before her death. The cause of death was drowning. But prior to her death, James had hit her over the head with a showerhead and then strangled her. It was also alleged that the hole in James's home that I had mentioned earlier, with you know her mom seeing it and her mom or him showing her mom about the whole gas leak thing, is where he really kept her like tied up sometimes is in this hole in the floor. So yeah, this poor girl, she died at only 17 years old, and it's just like horrifying how much like he tortured her, and he's just a fucking piece of shit. But. It's just horrifying to think what she went through, but James denied that he murdered her and actually claimed that Kelly, quote, would put me through hell winding me up, unquote. James also said that Kelly would taunt him about his dead mother and had, quote, a bad habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on me, unquote.
1: Yeah, because people gouge their eyes out.
0: Yeah, exactly. what are you doing to me? Look what Look what I'm doing to myself because of you.
1: Just fucking digging your eye out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right.
0: Yes. But then when asked when James was asked about her injuries, referring to her eyes being gouged out and all her wounds and such, he said that Kelly was challenging him to hurt her. Like this guy's a fucking idiot. I fucking hate him. I hate him so much. Like you're saying, it's like n- nobody's going to do that. On November 19th, 1997, the jury only took one hour to find then 49 year old James Patterson Smith guilty of murder and he was sentenced to life in prison, but he could be released after 20 years. The judge stated, quote, this has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser to women. And I intend so far as it is in my power that you will abuse no more. Unquote. The jurors in this case were all offered counseling after seeing these horrific photos of Kelly's injuries and they every single one accepted. And I don't blame them. <laughs> That's got to be horrifying. Seeing yeah. this Poor little 17 year old girl. Her mother, Margaret, said, quote, every now and again, I phone the coroner to ask for the postmortem report, but each time I back out, I can't face it. I never will, unquote. I can't imagine, like, as a mother, I wouldn't, I don't blame her either, you know? That's got to be horrifying. Margaret said that her daughter was a tomboy when she was a kid and she loved to play football. She was very social and a good kid, even with her two brothers. She was also described as mature, very friendly, outgoing, and bubbly. And that's the story of Kelly.
1: That shit is fucked up.
0: I know how tough. Twi- I didn't mean like
1: choke crazy about it or anything, but that shit's fucked up. I mean, a human no, died, yeah. a little girl fucking died.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In the hands of a, like, just a monster. And London's so fucking,
1: or England's laws around like leaving your home at 16. Yeah. And, like that, could, that shit could have been prevented.
0: For sure. Yeah. What's going on, For England. For sure. I know. I thought that was wild. I had to look it up because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, if she consents. Yeah. And then like, you know, social services can't do anything. And I don't know. It's crazy but yeah just horrifying he's a freaking monster um but from what i read though he is still alive and behind bars so that's good because yeah i guess it's been over 20 years so i'm sure he could have
1: yeah i wonder if he keeps his cell clean too
0: yeah right seriously cell proud (laughs) oh my god oh man i wonder i bet so yeah thanks for listening until next monday stay safe and be aware